Welcome to Fucking Cancelled, a podcast about what the left is like, what to do about it, and what it'll be like once we've done it. In today's episode, we discuss the book We Will Not Cancel Us by American author Adrian Marie Brown. We consider the context this book enters into, the courage it took to write it, and the significant ways this work is at odds with our own thinking about cancel culture and identitarianism. You are listening to a preview of a paywalled episode. To listen to the rest of the episode, go to fuckingcancelled.com and subscribe. Welcome back to fucking cancelled. Welcome back to fucking cancelled. Um, yeah, so today uh, we're trying something new. We're doing a paywall episode for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, we <laughs> don't make enough money <laughs> um, to cover the cost of this podcast sometimes, um, and so we're we're making an effort to try to uh, try to recoup a little bit. Yeah, we used to be on Patreon, and we made the switch to Substack a little while ago, and I think that was a really good idea. I love Substack as a platform, mm-hmm. um, but. Most of our paid subscribers from Patreon did not migrate over. Mm-hmm. And then, to be honest, like we haven't put out very much paywalled content um, since making the switch. We ha- we do have like an entire archive of writing that you can read um, when you sign up for a paid subscription. But we haven't put much new stuff up. And we've been talking about what we wanted to do with the podcast and like how we can make money on the podcast because. Obviously, like, we're never going to fucking put ads. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're never going to do that. But, you know, it's a huge amount of work. And the time we spend working on it is also time that we could be spending on our other jobs. And we need to be able to to pay for it. So we're going to do paywalled episodes. It's been like two years of this podcast or more. How long has it been? I don't know. Forever. Um... Because I'm like, yo, I just said it's been two years, but it's 2024. Yeah, no, the first episode of this podcast came out in 2020. Yeah, and yeah. so I guess it's like, but it was the summer, so it's like three and a half years. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's insane. But anyway, we've never done a paywall episode this whole time, and like, you know, because we really believe in this work and we care about canceled people, we want this stuff to be available. But most of our, our um, episodes are going to remain free. We're going to do some that are paywalled, and... Um, yeah. Just to kind of encourage people to sign up, sign up if they're able. Yeah, and um, to support the podcast. Yeah, and it costs five dollars Canadian to to subscribe on on our Substack. So, yeah, um, yeah and that's like three fifty or something American. For all the Americans. Um, out and there. yeah, today I paid uh, seven bucks for a coffee uh, yeah, <laughs> with tax so, and tips. So I mean, it's less than a coffee, you know. Yeah, but that's a very expensive coffee. But man, yeah, that's literally what it costs these days. That's what it fucking costs. It wasn't even like a big coffee. I know it's insane. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much. We appreciate the support for everyone who's a paid subscriber, and we encourage people to check it out at Mm fuckingcastle.com. So thanks for being here, guys. Today we are going to be discussing a book called We Will Not Cancel Us, which is a tiny little book written by Adrian Marie Brown that is sort of probably considered to be one of the main texts. Yeah, I would say that if you're at all involved in social justice world and have thought at all about cancel culture, you've definitely like come across at least the title of this text, and um, it would be uh, 
it would surprise me if um, many of you had not read it. Yeah. If you, if you listen to this podcast and you are on the left and you are looking for critiques of cancel culture that come out of the left or come out of social justice culture, you're definitely going to come across this book. Mm-hmm. And, and people have been recommending it to us or putting our work in the same sort of bracket as this book um, or uh, also um, juxt- like juxtaposing our work with this book to sort of be like, look how different they are um, yeah. for a while now. Um, yeah. Uh, Yeah, We Will Not Cancel Us is often cited by, there's a certain type of canceler who, like, does admit that cancel culture can go too far, Mm -hmm. but they don't critique cancel culture as a whole. They just think that it can sometimes go too far. Right. Um, And so they, those types of cancelers are looking for a sort of anti-cancel culture light discourse that can... Um, challenge its excesses without challenging the entire structure of cancel culture. Yeah. Um, and so many of those people obviously hate me and Jay um, and hate fucking canceled. And uh, we will not cancel us. It's often brought up by people like this as a less problematic alternative and a way to critique the excesses of cancel culture without, you know, straying to the dark side or whatever it is. Yeah. So there's that way that it's brought up um, to us or like in relation to us as, as a less problematic alternative. But then there's also a lot of people who just sort of put our work together. So you'll see like, you know, a list of further reading about critiquing cancel culture and you'll find like fucking canceled and we will not cancel us, um, on there. And in the past, I guess almost four years <laughs> that since this book came out, cause this book actually came out in the summer of 2020 um, which was when I was canceled. And it's actually funny because I missed this book coming out because I was not online because I had been brutally canceled. Like, right. cause I think it came out like literally like the month that I was canceled, right, but right. I think I missed it. Cause I was like hyperventilating on the floor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, fucking cancel came out in like October, 2020. So they both came out around the same time. We will not cancel us came out a little bit earlier. Um, and in all of these years, I've actually never read it until just now. Um, and in part, the reason was, is that I could tell that from excerpts that I had read, that significant ideas in the book were at odds with some of my own ideas. Mm -hmm. And I would just rather spend my time reading things that are like more in alignment with my ideas. Does that sound bad? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like... It's like there are there are things about like the way that Adrian Marie Brown tends to write, you know, that, yeah, that don't like jive super well with me. Um, But there are also things that she's written that are like totally, totally fine. You know, I guess what I mean is that from the excerpts that I read, I could tell that there are aspects of this book that hold up social justice orthodoxy. Yes. And I was not interested in reading more things that were holding up social justice orthodoxy because I was deprogramming from social justice orthodoxy and already thoroughly understood that way of thinking. So it's not like I didn't want to be challenged by ideas that are different than my own. It's that these were ideas that represented a way of seeing that I was already like, that we were trying to deprogram yeah, from. Like the, we already knew all this. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but that being said, yeah, like, you know, this book is, it's one of the major interventions into the topic. And so we wanted to pay it some mind and, uh, kind of delve into it and look at the ways that, um, it's, you know, um, can align in, in certain ways with the stuff that we've been saying and, and, and the, and stuff that lots of people have been noticing. Right. Um, and then also look into some of the ways that it uh, diverges. Yeah. 
So this is going to be our um, discussion of We Will Not Cancel Us. So first, let's get into a little bit of the background of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Adrian Marie Brown, uh, very well-known author um, in kind of social, yeah. social justice world. She wrote, for if people aren't familiar, I'm sure everyone is familiar, but she wrote a book called Emergent Strategy and a book called Pleasure Activism. And I feel like those are her two most famous books besides this one. Yeah, she's got like a huge Instagram following. Um, she's, yeah, she's an, an American author. Uh, I think she spent like most of her life working for kind of like social justice NGOs and stuff and also working as a columnist for various like, magazines and newspapers. And she was... My understanding is is that she's was heavily involved with uh, that conference out of Detroit. Allied Media. Yeah, the Allied Media Conference. Yeah. 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 And in the past like five or ten years, she published a number of books, some of which, as Clementine uh, mentioned, were very popular, um, mostly with AK Press, I believe. Um, like, when I look at Adrienne Marie Brown's uh, positions on things, like, she she strikes me as someone who has very American politics. I'm just going to put it like that. Um, kind of like, you know, she, she doesn't tend to, like, name herself as a socialist or, like, an anarchist or really name herself as anything. Like, she tends to kind of say, like, that she's part of the movement. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this kind of thing where, like, the left doesn't name itself, I, I feel, is very American. Um, and, you know, she's also like, she's like an abolitionist, um, who has like encouraged people to vote for Democrats and so on, you know? So it's this kind of like weird situation that a lot of Americans are stuck in where there like is no left, um, to speak of. So they end up sort of being like herded into like Democrat land, um, and like can't like name themselves as being part of any particular kind of like tendency or school, you know? Um, but yeah, that being said, she has been, she's been instrumental in, in, um, um, popularizing a lot of ideas that, you know, we don't like disagree with, you know, like abolitionism is like an important thing. Um, and trying to think about better ways to like run the world is like a good thing, you know? Yeah. I think she is pretty like representative of like what we call the nexus on this podcast. She comes out of social justice culture. She's quite egalitarian. Mm -hmm. Um, she's like an intersectional anti-oppression kind of thinker, you know, um, who's concerned very much with identity. Like she thinks a lot about the way that identity operates, um, and is actually, I think like, though she doesn't name it as such, I think she's anarchist leaning in her politics. Like her understanding of power is very like, um, we need to change and then power will change. And we should be focusing our energy on like our collectives, our community, like yeah. our interpersonal relationships, our personal well-being. And imagining a future without power kind this of stuff. This kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. And so, and then she's also like, she identifies as a witch. So she's part of the sort of like spiritual, more woo-woo side of social justice world, mm-hmm. um, which... I will be clear and honest, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Clementine is very woo-woo. Um, and so, yeah, she her writing often grounds itself in a kind of spiritual, metaphysical, um, like, worldview. Like, yeah. a, a way of looking at energy and, like, spirit and things like that, yeah. which I actually think is cool. And um, also, Emergent Strategy has a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one thing that I will say that is very, very cool about Adrienne Marie Brown is that, yeah. like, a huge part of her writing has been about uh, sci-fi <laughs> because she writes about mm, Octavia Butler. Yeah, who she's is a like, huge fan of Octavia Butler. Yeah, she's, like, obsessed with Octavia Butler, um, which, honestly, I'm down with. Octavia Butler is fucking really cool. Although, I, to be fair to Adrienne Marie <laughs> Brown, I haven't gone deep into her analysis of Octavia 
Octavia Butler, but very often when people analyze oh, yeah, Octavia this is Butler, very true. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, um, did we read the same book? Because <laughs> like Octavia Butler's fucking work, I love her. She's probably my favorite science fiction writer, and she, but her work is profoundly disturbing. Yeah, very fucked up. And like really, really like very fucking disturbing, but in a really weird way, when you read it, it seems nice. Like, I don't know how to say that another way, but I always feel like people, when they analyze her work, I'm always like, did you guys really read that? Like, are you reckoning with how fucked up that really was? Yeah, she writes a lot of stuff that's about, like, alien forces um, or, like, supernatural forces that are, like, parasitizing yes. humans in various ways. And then often it turns sexual. And it's pleasurable. Like, And it's pleasurable, exactly. Yeah, it's pleasurable. And that's actually what all of her books are about. Like, the theme yeah. that you just said, every single one of her books. Yeah which I've read all of them, are some version, actually maybe with one exception, um, some version of this theme where it's like you have been brought into a non-consensual dynamic of like, like a symbiotic relationship where you are dependent upon this other being now and they are dependent on you yeah and you can't escape it and you yeah. didn't want to be in it yeah but for some reason you really really like it yeah and there's this <laughs> thing with octavia butler where you know people have been for for so long have been trying to we're totally on an aside right now but um have been trying to like look for the political messages and stuff in her writing you know and people have asked her like this is obviously about like whatever like about slavery right or something and she'll be like no it's about love i mean that's an actual <laughs> quote from yeah. like this fucking book called blood child with one of her short Anyway, we're long, definitely... Long story short, that's cool. Yeah, it's um, cool that Henry Brown is into Octavia Butler, and Octavia yeah. Butler is a really cool thinker. But anyways, so um, Adrian, Marie Brown, Adrian Marie Brown wrote this book called We Will Not Cancel Us, um, and basically the book is explaining her opposition to the excesses of cancel culture, if I could put it that way. It's like a really short book. It's like without the introduction and the afterword, it's like 60 pages, so it's like it's almost like a pamphlet, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it became quite popular among a certain crowd who were like many people sort of looking at how bloodthirsty things could get out there on the internet. Yeah. And I think the context of 2020 is extremely important for this Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we always joke like class of 2020 um, for like the cancellation cohort, you know, and like 2020 was a big fucking year. And part of the reason why it was such a big year for cancellations is because we were going through COVID and we were all like locked inside our houses and like being completely insane and on the internet. And so the original essay, so we're going to give you just like a little timeline of this book and and the way that everything unfolded. Yeah, like the um, context behind it. Yeah, the context behind it. Um, so the original essay that this book is based on was published on Adrian Marie Brown's blog in 2020. And that essay is called Unthinkable Thoughts, Call-Out Culture in the Age of COVID-19. Um and so, yeah, COVID is right in the title of it. Yeah. Um, it's very contextualized within, like, COVID. Um, and that essay, in its original version, version, can still be found on Adrian's blog. Yeah. Um, so we will link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But basically what happened is um, she wrote this essay, which... To be very, like, fair was extremely fucking brave of her to do, right? Like, this essay at that time and in that context was extremely not allowed. Yeah. Um, She, even though, like, you know, like, there's things that she doesn't challenge that she leaves in place in that essay that we do challenge in our work. 
even what she was challenging was like huge. And she did it very boldly and bluntly. Especially from so deep within it. Yeah. Like her position is like exactly. completely like within the belly of the beast, you know? Exactly. And like, you know, Jay and I have talked about on this podcast about how like, you know, there are like these like dirtbag leftists and like these people who kind of critique the nexus or so- social justice culture from outside of it. But like, it's a lot easier to do that when you are like outside of it or adjacent to it. Mm-hmm. Adrian Marie Brown is from directly inside of it. Mm-hmm. And like, she is, um, her entire world is that, right? Her, her professional world, her social world, her life. And so it is so much more dangerous to critique this stuff from inside of it because you really do risk losing literally everything and being canceled in a horrifying way. Yeah. So props to her for having the bravery to do that yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And so basically she wrote the article and then let's take one guess. What do you guys think happened? <laughs> That's it for the preview. To listen to the rest, visit fuckingcancel.com and subscribe. Subscriptions cost $5 Canadian a month and sustain the podcast. Thanks for listening.